Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Selective Hearing. I am back with another very special guest, and this week we are going to talk about how to build your business. So all my small business owners, or those of you who are in the baby stages of growing your business, please turn your headphones all the way up because I have Tammy Johnston here with me today, and she's going to tell you all about what she does and how she can help you be successful in what you're trying to do. So as always, before I get started, I love to give the guests the opportunity to just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started and what it is you do. So I'm Tammy Johnston of KSA Business. My clients name me the hold your hand and kick your ass business coach because I love and support them, but I also hold their feet to the fire and make sure that they actually get stuff done because you can have all the rah-rah in the world but if you're not actually doing the actions nothing ever changes so i've been working with small businesses for over 20 years and i specialize in new solopreneurs like idea stage up to two years because that's where i can have the most impact the vast majority of businesses that start fail within the first two years and Rarely is it because there's a problem with the product or the service or that the owner isn't working hard enough. It's that they're technicians. They technically know about their product or service, but they're lacking some or all of the business skills needed in order to build a successful business around that product or service. So that's where I come in and help them by teaching them that and making sure that they're putting those things in place so they can survive the first two years and then go on to thrive. Everyone knows like I make movies and stuff like that too. So I have like this very creative mind that tends to wander at times. And I just see you like the boot camp lady, like coming in like, hey, <laughs> we're gonna get it done. Yeah. So like what inspired you to um, become like a business coach and how, like, how did you get started doing this? Well, I kind of fell into it. Like most people fell into their stuff. So my background is actual financial services. I've been a financial advisor for over 30 years. I started my business when I was fired from a job I absolutely hated. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I was already looking for another job. One more week, I would have been hired at another place, more money, bigger time, all that good stuff. And I got called into my boss's office and fired. And in that moment, I decided to listen to all the people who had been telling me for years and years, Tammy, you need to start your own business. You need to go into sales. You'll be really, really good at this. And I was, had excuses and no, can't do this and did not want to do that, especially sales. Ew, icky, icky. But when I was fired, I felt this great weight being lifted from my shoulders. And the thing that went through my head is I never have to work for another creepy, incompetent old man again. I'm finally starting my business. So I started my business and I started working with a lot of self-employed small business owners. And as I'm going over their personal finances and all of this stuff, finding out that in most cases, their biggest problem was is they needed help with their business. They weren't making enough money. Things weren't working well. And I had a lot of experience in helping people with that, a lot of interest. So I started helping them. Did a greedy, motivated self-interest. Broke people can't afford investments or insurance. So if I can get them making more money, it works out for me. Word just spread. And then I started actually teaching classes and not just the one-on-one. -on -one. And now we've been doing that for close to 20 years. It is so much fun. Like there's so many wonderful things that can be done with business and 
when it's done properly, it's the most beautiful form of art that there is. The most like common, when you walk into a small business, like what are some of the most common like challenges or mistakes like some of that you find some of these early stage small business owners making? Well, the most common one is that they're technicians. Like I said, they technically know their product or service, but they're lacking the business skills. And they thought, okay, well, I went in because I wanted to do nails or whatever. Well, I'm only spending like 10% of my energy or effort actually on doing nails. I have to be doing the finances and the marketing and I have to put together systems and manage the people and this and that and everything else. So it's learning all the basic business systems. I, I found through my experience that there's basically two types of people that start businesses. 60 to 70% I found to be what I call the bunny rabbit types. These are your idea people. They're really creative. They don't have a problem with marketing. They can sell ice to Eskimos as people say. Where they have their problem is actually getting back to the shop or the office and sitting their butt down and getting the stuff done and looking after their financials and all of this stuff. Why can't I just go out and make more sales? Sales are fun. Well, if you can't deliver on what you sold, things come crashing down. So they need all of that support. And then I find the other type I call the owls and they're about 30 to 40% of the people. And you give them a job and they're going to knock your socks off. They're going to deliver above and beyond. They're amazing. All of their, their, their desk is going to be organized. They're fine. Everything's done. Their problem is you tell them that they have to go out and actually make a sale, tell a real live human being how they can help them and ask them for money for doing that. You better have your defibrillator handy because they're going to have a cardiac event. <laughs> And they all have different ones, but I found that that's basically your two types. So it kind of depends, like I said, what is, what is their strengths? And then they need support with their weaknesses. Sometimes that's bringing in other people. We've, I've helped people set up partnerships, outsource, like there's all sorts of different things, but a lot of the time people don't even like, they're just busy and they're stressed and they have no idea what in the world they're doing. I call them professional plate spinners. They're running around trying to keep all the plates in the air and they're exhausted sweating and then the plates start to fall. I had like a bunch of additional ideas for this show, <laughs> like selling merch. And I was like, well, who's gonna do that? So I was like, let's pull back for a minute. Like I looked at, I looked at like all the financial, like, okay, we create a budget to make like t-shirts, coffee mugs, things like that. And then I was like, but when I got to the point where like, oh, I'm gonna have to like fulfill the orders and ship the orders and, and go, I was like, yeah, I don't have the bandwidth right now. Sound like it, it was like a really, really good idea at first, but then when I like laid out everything that I'm already doing, and then I was like, if I add that, I'll crash and burn. Not, it's not in the car, it's not right now. It may be one day, but just not today. And there so, are ways you can have that done where it's mostly looked after by other people, but it's like, if you don't know what you don't know, and like, and if you want to have control of the quality and absolutely everything, yeah, you're the one that's going to have to put together your systems and how am I going to make all that go, which can be very expensive. So, okay, do you have the marketing bandwidth to be able to be properly selling and promoting that? Or is it going to be a money pit? How long is it going to be a money pit for? All sorts of different things. It could be a great idea. It could be a great idea, but not just right now. Maybe that's something that we're looking at two years from now or even five years from now, because if all you're doing is completely focusing on the right now, you're going to miss the opportunities and you can be taking a much more difficult path. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's learning to balance. Okay. Where do I want to go with what I know now? And what do I have to do now to navigate all the stuff to get me there?
it's definitely for me probably like a three to five year realistically mm-hmm. a three to five year thing yep like after kind of going through everything and looking like that's not it right now but mm-hmm. it will happen it will happen i uh, so when you come into a business they already have like their business plans and all that kind of stuff established or do, you, or do you come in and you help out with that too i help out with i help out with all of it like i said i always like to get them as early as possible i call if i can get the praying for a pink slip crowd <laughs> those are, those are the best ones because they have an idea and they want to do it but they've got a good job that they want to get out of and they're hoping they're hoping they're in the next round of layoffs so they can get they can get a package and stuff and do stuff so we could get them lined up to to run with that and then i have a lot of people that okay yeah i've just started now i'm starting to understand there's so much i don't know and will come to me and i've worked with people all the way up i've been running a business successfully for 37 years and I've been told you can help me see things in a different way in that. So everywhere in between. Some people have a business plan. Some people have it actually like written out. Some people have it that it's so properly done. These are typically your owls that they could go to a bank and get financing in that. Everybody comes in with strengths and weaknesses. So it very much depends on where they are. Like I've been teaching, like I said, for over 20 years now and I've seen it all. Like everything from like tradespeople and alternative health and professionals and construction and retail and restaurants and breweries and oh yeah, I'm just trying to think of all the different ones that I've worked with. Environmental companies, uh, yeah, teachers, coaches, financial people, realtors, they all come in with strengths. And then it's like, okay, we need to be filling in either you need to learn the skills or we need to teach you the skills to find the right people to help you or this is not going to make it. So like, okay, I, I think about because you've been doing this for so long. So like you've had to evolve, you had to change with everything that's going on in order to like serve your clients. So what was that progression like from like, um, Cause now marketing is like, you got social media, email, like it's just everywhere. It's, it's, I can't even like go through all the stuff, but even with social media, like that's enough to just get things out there if you're starting something up. So like, what was, what were those like, what was that evolution of you and that transition? Like, well, we're, we're going, we're still going through a lot of that right now because like I said, cause I've been in business. So I was in business before social media existed. <laughs> So when you were marketing in that back then, it was like more like the face-to-face networking and and things like that. And you get your referrals and people know you. I also do a lot of speaking where over the last few years with social media and then the world being shut down with COVID. So I used to do all of my classes live in person. And it was always my goal to move them online because then I can work with anybody as long as they've got an internet connection. I had a class booked for the following weekend and the world got shut down for COVID. Can't do the class. Nobody's allowed to leave their home, basically. So I'm going, okay, well, I always wanted to move it online. So I have to update the stuff. So I I took about 60 to 80 hours to update all my stuff so I could be teaching online. And now I'm having to meet people that I probably will never meet in person. So I've been doing the social media. I've been very active with podcasting, meeting wonderful people around the world. And social media can be wonderful, but there's so many people that are just, it's so bad. I call it schlong slapping. It's the marketing equivalent of the unsolicited dick pic. They slide into your DMs (laughs) and they're all saying, it's basically your five main pitches 
And it's like, oh, I just I just want to answer by like find a collection of dick pics and just send it back. Here, you obviously like this. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like that with social media. Like every week, when I like start um, like rolling out my promo kit for the podcast guest that I interviewed. And like I use hashtags for whatever the subject matter is. And then I started getting slammed with the send the pic here, send the video here. This is awesome. And I'm like, you didn't even look at what I posted. Like, you don't know no. what I'm talking about. But they all love what you do. Yeah. You all, love everybody. what you do. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I had somebody tell me what the best response was because I usually just delete and block. And he says, what I do is he says, oh, you contacted me at the absolute perfect time. I just put together my own affiliate program. And here's your opportunity to show me just how amazing you are. 50% of everything you sell for me is yours. So you can make both of us a millionaire. He, says he never hears back from them. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I One day I had the time and I reached back to someone that reached out to me and there was like a brand ambassador thing. I was like, well, you know, I'm represented. Like I... I been an actress, you know, before in a previous life, but I still, I'm still under that same representation. So I was like, legally, I'm not allowed to take any kind of job without that going through my agent mm -hmm. that they can book me for because I'm still under contract. So here's my agent's phone number and email. And if you would like me to brand, be a brand ambassador for you, please contact, mm -hmm. contact her right now because we would be very interested in this opportunity. Yeah, you never Nothing. Hear never hear from him. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. The, the internet, it is, it's a terrible, but beautiful place at the same time. It's like the beautiful, ugly, yeah. I have to remind myself that the world's always been that way. Now it's just you moving to a slightly different avenue for, for doing it. And we just have to learn, learn to adjust. And the big thing is you probably weren't even talking with a person. It's just one of the millions of chat bots. And because I'm a business coach on Instagram, so I get targeted for all of this. And I've literally just started collecting them. I save them so I can I can take a look. And it's the the one that really blows. Um, you can create an easy to sell online course that will make you millions, and you don't have to know anything. Just have use AI, and it will create a wonderful course for you. And I'm going, um, well, number one, the 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 AI is good for starting stuff. It can save you a lot of time because you can just go through and edit. But if you're just relying on that, it is mediocre garbage at best. And like I've tested it and go, okay, here's a question to put on social media or an answer. And I'm going, well, it's not wrong, but it says nothing and it might as well run for office because it just speaks in circles. And I've literally seen three coaches put that exact same thing, not a single edit up on it, onto their social media. And they're these great experts. And I'm going, it actually makes it an awful lot easier to sort out the people who know what it is that they're doing and doing it properly. And those who are just, for lack of a better word, just trying to scam people. I did one blog on my website. I had like one of those AI things mm -hmm. come through and like I wrote the first half and had the chat AI thing write the second half. I felt like, you know, a teacher when you were writing papers back in the day and it came through with the red mark. I had to like red mark it yep. and go through the whole thing and like shift the whole thing. And I was like, by the time I got done with that, I actually could have just finished writing the whole blog myself. So I just credited the 
the chatbot thing so people if they wanted to tinker with it on my website like show me was there but i was like i'll just write my own thing mm-hmm. that was too much <laughs> it was it was too much it it had me falsely um intrigued like oh this is this is gonna save me some time because i literally run through my entire show from start to beginning on my own pre-pro production post-production yep. marketing but it's like, just take the extra time. It's not even worth it sometimes to even get involved. Sometimes. The, sometimes. One, th- the one thing that I did kind of like about it is because you can't edit a blank, blank page. So sometimes people are stuck for ideas. So you put a little bit in there. And then the good thing is you start, oh, this is just garbage. Like I need to go through and like read. Well, you still did it, but it gave you the ideas to get, to get started. And sometimes mm-hmm. we need that. Sometimes we need that. But I've, I've never seen on anybody who actually... And, and if you're talking about like technical, boring stuff, like I had a friend who needed to uh, sublet his daughter's apartment because she needed to move home from where she was at university. And he, he put it into the chat bot going, uh, write me a sublease agreement for apartment and stuff. And it put it together and then he just had to quickly go through and edit it. So things like that, very appropriate. But if you're thinking it's going to think for you or write you this beautiful course that's going to make you like all this money easy well then then you're just like smoking the wrong type of stuff i love you you are giving me life <laughs> those little sound bites are like boom 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 <laughs> have you I, i'm sure you have you've been doing this for a long time so like um when you're starting your own thing or you've started your own thing obviously like a lot of small business owners we don't have a lot of money don't have a lot of resources so they are investing their time into it. So like, what is that like? Um, do you help give advice for like work-life balance, you know, business-life oh, yeah. balance? What what kind of advice do you give? Well, number one, you need to be realistic because the biggest thing is people will start off and they're all excited. I want to get this going. And they're trying to put like 80 hours of work in two days while going to work still and looking after their family and all of this stuff. And then they get burnt out and everybody starts getting stressed out and they're getting upset with themselves because the business isn't moving forward fast enough. So first off, you need to be realistic. Like how much time and energy, not just, okay, yeah, it fits into the 24 hours, but you only have so much energy. What can you realistically do? And then figuring out, okay, what are the most important things for me to be working on? What do they need to be working on? Because there's so many people that will put all their time and effort into creating the perfect logo and the right colors. And they're not thinking about, okay, who's actually my market? How am I going to be putting together my marketing? What is my system for doing this? Who am I going to be listening to? Because one of the biggest things that I find people have a problem with is when they're first starting their business, they're asking their business questions and getting their business advice from their broke ass friends and family who've never set foot in the arena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my like God. They, they want to be the yeah. next Simone Biles and they're coming to the fat old white woman who's like hasn't done gymnastics at any level whatsoever going what do you think I should do no don't talk to me about that I don't know mm-hmm. talk to talk to a gymnast talk to somebody who's been through all of this stuff so it's like this is this is one of the many reasons why I do what I do I want to see more businesses succeed I'm on a mission to drastically improve the success rate of new businesses. I want it to go from 10% success rate to 
even if I could get it up to 20, I've doubled it. I've improved it. But people only do that when they learn the basic business skills that are needed to run any business. Tammy, this is not in our packet, but you are giving me life, girl. Like, <laughs> you, has anybody ever approached you for reality TV? Like the bar rescue guy? Like, I swear. I would, I would, that's actually one of my goals. I would absolutely love to do like a business rescue, but not reality show. Most of your reality show is scripted garbage. I mm. would like to actually properly do it. Yeah. I actually worked at a bar um, that got bar rescued. I had quit okay. right before they got bar rescued, but I worked for a bar in the past that I was a bartender there and it got bar rescued. And uh, he made the bar like beautiful. I don't think they follow any instruction because it's it's like a comedy club now. Someone else has it, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I know of yeah. all the stuff that they show you the background and they're just going, they make up stories and they create drama because it looks good for TV. I'm going, you don't need to make things look good for TV. People want actual real. Mm -hmm. They don't want the fake stuff. Well, I think it. I think when reality TV started, it was like real raw because nobody knew what it was and it was just mm -hmm. like out there. Then it kind of moved into this like scripted stuff. And now I think because like we've all just kind of went through something and everybody's out here just hanging on by a thread. I think it's kind of moving back into realness because people are like craving that. Mm -hmm. I think that you'll be really dope with your own show, like your own realistic show going into saving businesses because your personality, you got it. Like, if you ever, look, I told you I do film and television too. So if you want somebody to shoot the pilot, call me. Cause <laughs> you, I know somebody will pick you up for sure because I'm over here. I know I've lost it a couple times and started laughing, but I'm over here. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> People pay attention and they remember what you say when you can honestly make them laugh. Yes. Yes. You came in swinging too. Oh, I love it so much. Like, how do you like help your clients like Cause I just thought about like so many different things that go into a business. Like you have to, you have to know finance. You have to kind of know marketing, especially like I was thinking of it, like from my state, my point of view, like I'm running everything out of my own savings. The bank didn't help me. So like if I, I call Tammy, I need help. Come help me get this business off the ground before I lose my house and the dog and everything else that I invested into it. All the things that I feel like you would need, like, you would need like leadership skills, marketing mm -hmm. skills. You would need like all these different things. So like, how do you kind of help develop that or help, you know, give people the tools that they need so that they can develop that? Like, So what I've learned to be the absolute most effective and fastest way to get people doing things properly is I do a, I do a weekend class. So it's a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, 20 hours. It's intense. We hit you with like a fire hose and it gives you the whole overview, like all eight of the pieces that you need to run a business. We get you going with that. You'll learn, like I said, you're good in some places. You're okay in some others, but the parts that really get you are the things that you don't even know, you don't even know. So we give you all of that. And I taught the small business class as basically a standalone for quite a while. And people loved it. It was absolutely amazing. But like every course or you go to retreat or anything like that, as soon as you get back to real life, while well, the dog's barking, the cat just threw up on the carpet, the kid's crying, I need like the laundry's going, I have six client things I need to be, and you get sucked back into real life and what changes? Absolutely nothing. So we put them through class and then I put them through immediately after 
a year-long group coaching program where we continue to teach them more of the stuff. But most importantly, they get the ongoing live support. They get to know the other people in the group. They get me holding their hand and kicking their butt every week and knowing, okay, are you showing up? Are you putting in the work so that they actually keep moving? And I've had a lot of my clients will just keep signing up for Mastermind as soon as they finish because they're going, I like that support. I like knowing that I have access to you. I like the fact that it's a time on my calendar because the big thing for like coaches and programs and stuff right now is I have everything online. You can access it 24, 7, 365. You have lifetime access, which is wonderful, but let's be honest. So I'm a very disciplined person, like I'm pretty darn good. Not perfect because that doesn't exist, but I'm pretty darn good. And I signed up for this amazing course. Love the course. It's supposed to be six weeks, start to finish. And I do have lifetime access and she's always updating it and that. Guess how many weeks I finished? And I started it three and a half years ago. Four. I've done four. Why? Because I can always put it off when I start getting busy or all of this other stuff. It's always there waiting for me. It's always there waiting for me. Very few people, and I do mean very few, it's like, Statistically, I think I've seen it's like less than 1% people will finish a course if it's done that way because they can always put it off. So if it's live and it's a spot on your calendar and you know that somebody's going to notice if you're not there, guess what? You actually get it done. You get it done. It's simple stuff, but it's what actually works. To everyone out there, like every guest at the end of the show, Tammy's going to give you all of her information so that you can contact her and see how she can help you grow your business. But when I tell you, go to YouTube and watch this video. Like I know I'm going to be streaming everywhere and you can hear it, but I want you to go to YouTube and watch this video so that you can see. I want you to look at Tammy so you can see what she is saying. You can visualize, I know you're visualizing the words listening, but I want you to actually see her say these things to you. And I want you to see, cause I'm feeling it. Like I am feeling it 100%. So Tammy, I have to ask you the big question that I ask everybody who comes here. And the big question is, um, what does selective hearing mean to you? Oh, that's a really good question. I would say it could mean a few things, but I'm going, the first thing that popped in my head is selective hearing, we all do it. We hear what we want to hear and I'm seeing this especially on the political spectrum. People get locked in and the part that blows my mind is most people, if you actually got them talking, they're exactly on the same page, but they have been artificially separated to fire up this great big divide so that the total and complete douchebags at the top can make a killing while we're fighting amongst ourselves. So I'd say selective hearing is is choosing what you want to hear and ignoring everything else. And that harms all of us. That harms everything because we're not having actual conversations. We're not learning the things that we, we're just going through life going, oh, don't bother me. And we wonder why life sucks. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why I started this show because of that. Like the, the first year that I did it when I was just on my couch in my living room, like the first little promo trailer that I made and I made it through COVID. I said like selective hearing is the ability to hear what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I feel like people do that. I said, I said, like, I feel like people are listening to respond and all these different things. And I'm like, I, I genuinely feel like people do that. Like you, you, you're waiting for that one thing and for that end 
so you can argue your point instead of like listening to the other person. And like, you don't have to agree with people, but like, I think that if you actually listen to somebody and like understand them, then that helps like create other conversations that can promote like moving forward and different mindsets and all these different things that are actually have like move towards having positive outcomes versus all of the noise and all of the crap. Like I even now, like in conversations where I like see like, oh, this person is just, you're gonna give me a headache at the end. Mm-hmm. I just be, I, I just be like, oh, okay. Like, that's all I got for people to be like, oh, okay. I don't even try. I'm like, well, what if you thought about it this way or try to ask questions or try to use I statements? Some people are so far removed from that where they're still gonna just, they just wanna argue their point that I don't even, I just like, okay, you got yeah. it. Never <laughs> wrestle with a pig. You'll get Never. dirty and the pig will like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I'm learning that. Like the, the more some days I do this, easier though. than others. Yeah, some, some days, days you, you just want to like go in and it's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> and like, so nothing will change. Mhm. Mhm. I'm like, I don't have time. That's that's yeah. like those good days where I'm like, okay, I don't have time. And then those other days where it's like, maybe I got a little bit of time. Those are the days I'm trying to improve, though. <laughs> like mm-hmm. those are the days I'm definitely trying to improve. Oh my gosh. So I have never, ever, ever like run through my questions like this quickly. Like, but it was just like adult conversation. You know how you're just like talking to somebody and you're like, that's cool. And I'm learning. And that's like what it was like talking to you. Excellent. Like very like easy peasy, straight to the point. Like very like fun. You're like a very fun guest. (laughs) So I'm going to call you when I want to sell merch, though, so you can, like, set the fire under me. Okay. That way Here, I don't... call me beforehand. Do you really yeah. want to move forward? Mm-hmm. I hold your hand and kick your ass. Yeah. And I love... And, like, you guys, I'm going to... um. Is it... Well, let me ask if it's okay first. Is it okay for me to put the card that's at the end of your email in with your uh yes. promotional picture? She has, like, her artwork and, like, the, the kick your ass business card. Like, I love it. Like, when I go through your emails... Like, I just love that. It's nice. So, okay. I always ask the guests as well to like leave the audience with like a positive message before you um, tell everyone where they can connect with you. So yeah, just everybody in your car on this Monday, like here's a word from Tammy. Anybody can start a business. It's a lot simpler than you think it is. Not easy, but it's an awful lot simpler. And If you're willing to put in the work of learning and growing and improving, because nothing will stretch you and grow you more as a person than becoming a business owner where you survive by eating what you kill. So you have to get good at that. Um, You can do it. You can absolutely do it. You do not have to have degrees or any of that. You have to be willing to put in the work consistently and you can do it. There is something that I just popped up in my head and thought about when you said all that, because do you, it's not in, it's not in the package at all, but like, could you give advice to those who, 
I know like starting a business, people want to tell their family like, hey, I'm starting a business or their best friend. Hey, I'm starting a business or whoever. And then like that, what are you doing that for? You got a good job or you got a degree or you didn't do that. Like, what is your advice to those, to that group of people? Because I know you've probably had to pull people away from that and back into their that focus. That's, that's one of the biggest things that I have to teach people that when they start, your circle of friends is probably going to totally and completely change. Because when I started my business, our, our circle of friends, and like I said, I started my business because I was fired. And one of the reasons why I do what I do now is I go, if I could go back and talk to me one year before that magical moment where I got fired and had to start my business so I could start putting things in place. Oh my God, that would have saved me so much time, money and grief because I went from an okay paying job, but it was at least it was a steady paycheck and all this stuff to nothing. You eat what you kill as a financial. I sell life insurance. No one wants to talk to me like I am a pariah. So hard stuff. The group of friends that we my first two years I maybe made about $24,000 and that's not a thousand dollars a month. There were months where I maybe made like $200 hit my account. And then I'd have months where, okay, like three or four that like until it started to even out. And it was very stressful because I also got fired, started my business, got pregnant, had to go through an entire pregnancy. I took 30 hours of mat leave. I missed teaching one class because that's literally the day I gave birth and all of that going on once i hit the two-year mark i was making good money like i haven't made netted less than 100 grand in almost 20 years the friends that were all employees and stuff at the beginning that went through all those really difficult times with us went oh you're so lucky had nothing to do with luck my circle went from wonderful nice people they're all employees a lot of them are still like we're all still friends but we just talk about our kids basically some of them are clients to all of the people that I socialize with are other business owners. Because if I try to talk to my employee friends about my business or anything, they look at me like I'm speaking Klingon, like they have no concept whatsoever. So I just smile and nod and, and, and be polite. Where the conversations I have are with my friends that are also entrepreneurs, business owners, that are in the arena, that are going through the different things. And one of the most important things I say people need to have is you need to have what I call the business 911 number. This is when you're having the day and it's like, I'm insane, what the heck am I doing? I could just go and find myself a nice, safe, secure job and I wouldn't have to deal with any of this stuff. Why am I doing it? And I'm just gonna shut everything down. Those moments where you call your business 911 and the first thing you ask is, do you have a moment I need to vent? And they say, yes, of course. And you can put it all out there and they love you and support you and sometimes give you advice on how to get through it or whatever, or sometimes just a safe person for you to talk to. And they remind you why you're doing what you're doing, giving you a swat on the butt and put you back out into the arena. Or you phone your mom who thinks you're insane because why in the world you went to college to get that degree and stuff and you had a job and you could maybe get pension, which they forget doesn't exist anymore. And then she's going, just go back to work. Why are you doing this? Wrong. Your mom loves you, but she has no idea what she's talking about. So I lost my job. I was one of the pandemic people furloughed and I lost my job during the pandemic. First, okay, so I, I was always the kind of person that kept a couple of jobs. So, like, when the film industry left Michigan, I went and started, you know, working in the bar world. I was a bartender. And I would work for only specific places that I knew would make a lot of money. Like, I wasn't mm -hmm. going to Applebee's. Nothing against Applebee's. I love your chicken mm -hmm. tenders, but I don't want to work for you. So, I would work in, you know, high-volume, fast-paced places. And one of those places was a casino. 
-hmm. and they actually brought in bartender machines right before the pandemic and they were like okay we're gonna cut our bartenders in half so if you don't have high seniority like everybody down here that's it you lose your job to this bartender so we'll have bartenders at certain bars and then other bars will put these computers in so i had another job already because i was working two jobs so i just took another position in the other company and um like went into management and just was like oh i'm gonna grow up i guess this is my sign to grow up and i'll just work in management the pandemic literally came two weeks into that transition and it was shut down there's no sports there's no concerts there's no events there's no you know there's no anything like everything shut down and it's like yeah bye bye to your position bye bye to you in that moment i was like i didn't know that it was going to end up being selective hearing i didn't know that all these different things that i'm doing now i didn't know what it was going to be i just know that i'm a creative like and i know that i was like i was doing what i needed to do to pay the car note pay the mortgage make sure we ate and all that but i knew like gosh the further away that i got from working in a space where i can create and i can use my voice and be impactful i just was like slowly dying inside you know Mm -hmm. so fast forward to like picking up my camera and just saying you know what i'm just gonna do this and what it's starting to grow into and like the the opportunities that are coming from it for me to make money but everything that i had saved and everything that was going on you know that's gone but i'm still here and like i people tell me like get a job and then do this on the side or do this and like my mindset is like if i get a job i will be putting all of the time and effort into that yep and this will be neglected and soon it will fade away when it's like i'm already like i've swam so far out and there's no sign of shore in sight and i gotta just, might keep, as well just going. keep going i might as well just keep going like there's no point in like giving up on myself in that way because oh i don't even want to know what that level of regret would feel like so that's why i asked you that question because i know like i'm out there swimming right now and i'm cool with it like i'm really cool with it but i just wanted to hear what you would say to the audience about that so Thank you. Spend more time with other business owners. That that would be the, the simplest one. You need, if all your, the people in your world are employees, they could be wonderful, they could be, but they cannot speak to you. They don't know what you're going through. They can't, they can't support you. They can love you, but they're going to look at you like you're speaking Klingon and you're not at a sci-fi convention. <laughs> when you are with other business owners, they know what you're going through. They can help you. They can give you ideas. They can give you connections. They can do so many things and you will do the same. You will love and support and help them. You need to find your community and your community totally and completely changes. It needs to, or you won't survive. I agree so much. Birds of a feather. Yes. You can't be a peacock and hang with penguins. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with any of them, but doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that, everybody, is the beautiful conversation with Tammy Johnston. Like, I wish I had the little, I'll give you this. <laughs> I don't have the button like other people. <laughs> so before we go, let everybody know where they can um, where they can connect with you and reach out and ask questions and take your classes. So um, you can always find me on my website, which is KSA Business. So the KSA stands for Kick Some Ass Business dot ca because i'm a pasty white canadian chick 
And you can always find me on Instagram at ksa.business. And as always, all of that information will be in the show details portion of um, the podcast section on my website, as well as on all streaming services. And it will be in every single reel and on every single social post that I put out about this episode. And before I go, I just want to remind you all that I am now streaming on YouTube. So if you don't want to go to Amazon, Apple, or anywhere else, you can go to YouTube and you can watch the full video. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Tammy, for being here. And until next week, this is Selective Hearing. I forgot they hit my buttons. <laughs>